Welcome to this podcast. Hello and welcome to my podcast, Hopefully. This is the first episode of a few that's gonna come. And the reason why we're here today is because my friends always make fun of me. I'm German and I don't really have any German friends or a very limited number. And this is due to uh, the reason that I was traveling a lot over the last couple of years. I just met a lot of people from different countries and they have so much knowledge they can share, especially when it comes to traveling and cultures. And this is what my blog and my Instagram is also about. So let's get started. Today, my very first guest on the show is Chiara. Chiara is from Italy. Hi, Chiara. Hello, everybody. Hello to every listener here. How are you today? Oh, I'm great. Um, it's very nice, even though the pandemic strike again. So uh, I'm in Milan, by the way. Uh, so it's, it's, it's fine. So glad you could join today and make the time for this. Um, Chiara is like an expert, obviously, about the whole country Italy. And she also knows so much about cultures and arts. Like she's a real big fan of anything that has to do with museums. Like she's actually the only person I've ever been to museums with. And I truly enjoyed it because... It's just fun. She knows a lot and she wants to share her knowledge today. And this is all about the top five picks for people coming and visiting Milan that normal tourists wouldn't know about. Yes, exactly. Thank you, Karina, first of all, for inviting me in uh, your amazing podcast. <laughs> uh, it's the first time I've been invited to a podcast, so I'm kind of... Um, you know, I'm very excited and also a little bit shy, so. <laughs> That's no problem at all. <laughs> Even though just in my normal have... life I'm not, but. <laughs> are, are you not? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, when Karina asked me to, to, to choose five places in Milan for tourists, I didn't want to pick uh, the most um, famous five because everybody knows the the big duomo or like the gallery where you can go and buy all that amazing uh, stuff from louis vuitton or like dior and gucci but i wanted to choose something that probably not many people really know and I wanted to start with the first one which is probably one of the most famous painting of all time which is the last supper by Leonardo da Vinci uh, and it's very uh, interesting to know that not many people actually knows that the the last supper is in Milan some people think is uh, you know in uh, in Paris or like in London but it's actually yeah. a, a mural painting uh, in the refectory of a convent of Santa Maria delle Grazie here in Milan and uh, it's a very small um church when you get in there's actually nothing inside everything is empty so you really have time to go in appreciate the painting and also when you go inside you cannot be with um, a, a crowded place like it's not a crowded place you cannot yeah. be with many people it's just a, a small group so you really have time to go and and see and it's 
and really appreciate every details. It's not like, let's say, the Louvre. When you go to see uh, the Mona Lisa, you have to stand in front of, let's say, 200 people so you cannot see anything with, you know, everybody taking pictures with the, the, the phone and stuff, which is kind of frustrating because you are there for the painting, but at the end of the day, you don't see anything and you're going to just Google it on, on, you, on your phone. Um, whereas here you have the time and you can see it and you can really, really um, appreciate it. And also... Uh, it's it's really uh, to me is interesting to know that that painting was almost destroyed because during the Second World War Milan was bombed and half of the church basically collapsed and got and got destroyed. So we almost lost this amazing painting, but it's safe and sound now, so everybody can can see it. So that's my first pick for uh, for things to see in Milan if you have like a couple of days. Wow, that, that sounds great and very interesting. Uh, do you have an idea how much it costs for people to visit this painting? It's not very expensive. Uh, normally, you can take uh, the, the ticket, like one ticket, but uh, it's really, really long line. So you have to book in advance, like months in advance. Otherwise, wow. you can also, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I got the chance to go because I was in um, high school. So the school planned it and if you are with the school it's easier to get in otherwise uh, I would suggest to buy like the package so you have few stuff that you can do in Milan let's say you can go in different churches or like you can uh, see different museums so you have one package and uh, it's easier to get in but you always have to book in advance and the funny thing is now that there's the pandemic it's easier to get in because there are not many people who want to visit it so if you want to go to Milan for you know like these days don't because of the pandemic but if you are here take the chance to, to go and visit the last hour because it's it's easier to get in <laughs> well wow, that's that's an amazing tip and hint for everybody here <laughs> perfect brilliant so what's what's your second pick I, so, I can't wait my second pick is um is very peculiar because it's called Bosco Verticale wow that it's, sounds very Italian <laughs> yeah, it is. It's so Italian, uh, which is actually in English, it's called a vertical forest. So basically is a pair of res residential towers in the kind of the city center. And it was built a few years ago by one of the most famous architects architect studio which is called uh, Boer studio and they became famous because these two um, buildings they have uh, trees and plants on the balconies and then all over the the buildings and this is really interesting because um, basically the, the the vegetation that's around the building protects the interior spaces from the outside, from the noise pollution. And also it's completely sustainable because they have like solar panels and they became one of the sustainable building ever, let's say. And there are so many others that try to recreate this environment because it's so peculiar when you walk near you see all the trees and the plants coming off the balcony of the of the houses and it's really nice in the spring because all the flowers blossom 
And it was very interesting because when I was in Australia, I was walking in Sydney. And then at some point I realized I was basically near the same building that is in <laughs> Milan because they built an, a, a place that is the same, let's say, so to recreate the same environment because that's such an, an impressive building that they wanted to recreate it overseas. And it's so famous that uh, the two buildings, the Bosco Verticale, won several awards over the years because it, it's so peculiar, not just to see it, but also like the structure and the fact that it's sustainable and everything, especially these days that everybody is so concerned about the environment. So um, that's my second pick for, for Milan. That's amazing. But are you very sure that uh, it was in Italy first or did you guys copy it from Australia? No, no, we had the first <laughs> ones. We invented, we invented it and then they stole it from us. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we might want to uh, get one of those in Germany as well. It sounds really amazing. Yeah, I would if, love you it. Have, if you have plans, you can do it. Not really like this, <laughs> but... I think you can try. <laughs> uh, we will We will try. I, I get all your expert knowledge on that at a later point. <laughs> so what's the third pick? So my third one is kind of uh, not creepy, but kind of weird. So if you don't really like horror stories or like horror movies, you can stop for like one minute and then go back later. Because <laughs> um, I chose some, uh, it's like, called the Chiesa San Bernardino alle ossa. And ossa means actually bones in Italian. So you can wow. kind of guess what it, what I'm, where I'm going with this. So basically, this is a small church uh, in, uh, in Milan. And it's actually an ancient ossuary. So basically, when you get in, there are uh, thousands and thousands of skulls and bones and skeletons around the church, like on the walls. And... Nobody really knows where these bones come from. So, some, yeah, some say that there are uh, the remains of Christians that were killed in the past. Others say that they were saints or like they were uh, victims of uh, a plague that striked back then. Nobody really knows where these dead people, that body came from. But they're put uh, to create like nice shapes of crosses, you know, because we're obviously uh, Christians and we're yeah. in the church. So <laughs> there are crosses everywhere and they are made by skulls and bones and skeletons. That sounds super scary. But it's like everywhere, like on every single wall. So you get inside and you are surrounded by skulls and skeletons. Wow. So if you don't really like this stuff, I wouldn't suggest to go in because it can be quite creepy. And everybody's praying, so it's kind of a dark mood to be in. If you don't like this, just... But you said it's kind of a church, so would it like be in a Catholic church? Or, like, it sounds very odd just having, like, bones in a church. It sounds like a different type of circle then <laughs> if you know what I mean <laughs> yeah but the thing is uh for for Christians like for us is is really normal to have like they're called uh, reliquia so some mm -hmm. parts of uh let's say saints or martyrs or like um 
famous, in a way, uh, people that died. So we just take few parts of them. So where I live, like where I, my hometown, where I grew up, we have in our church, like a finger, I think it was. Wow. Of, yeah, of this saint. Because it was I never heard that. My yeah, we do have this. So in every church, there are like some parts of saints or martyrs. And in this one, we just have like tons of skulls and, and bones. Okay, I have to ask now because I'm not Catholic. Is it a Catholic thing or is it just like an Italian Catholic or Christian thing to do? I'm not sure if everybody has it, but it's pretty common for us. Like everywhere you go, you have a piece of, of the, the martyr or like uh, someone that God buried. Yeah. Wow, I I didn't know that. I'm I'm totally yeah. blown away by this, <laughs> and I definitely want to go there and see it. Like, yeah. why didn't we go there? I visited um, you. <laughs> next time I will bring you. Okay, that's for next sure. time, maybe this <laughs> next summer. Time. Can't wait. I want to be creeped out. <laughs> so brilliant. Um, now I'm very excited and maybe a little bit scared about the next pick. <laughs> Now, the next one, I chose something more light because after this one, you might want to chill in front Digest. of, you know, yeah, a nice painting <laughs> that brings you joy back. <laughs> uh, so for my fourth pick, I chose Pinacoteca di Brera, which is, uh, um, a, let's say, a museum uh, with different paintings and sculptures And they have a, a collection of works uh, of some of the most uh, uh, famous masterpieces in history, not just Italians, but uh, also from uh, foreigners, uh, artists. And there are many different, very famous uh, paintings. Um, let's say we have uh, Raffaello, Caravaggio, Modigliani, they're pretty famous. And I think the most famous painting in there is uh, The Kiss by Hyatt's. So it's like the two guys kissing with the, the, the blue vest. And it's interesting because this collection was uh, decided by uh, Napoleone Bonaparte, who wanted for students and um, to have like a proper education. So he started collecting pieces of art from all over and he chose this place to, to put everything inside. So everyone could actually access uh, the painting and could uh, learn something. So that's why we have um, this amazing place with a lot of important plain uh, paintings. Wow, that sounds like an amazing spot as well for anyone who's a little bit interested in arts and history and paintings. Like, I would definitely go there if yeah, I get the chance to. Come. You can come and I, I can bring I will, you. I will, I will. I'm going to hold you to, on to that, yeah. Um, so uh, we are already at the kind of end of your five picks now. So what's our final pick? So for my final pick, I thought about this amazing blonde woman beside me. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, because I know you play beautifully the piano. You're an amazing Aww. artist as well. You're a great Aww. singer, even if you're shy, but you are. So, uh, in honor of you, uh, I decided to choose Teatro La Scala 
which is uh, the main opera house in Milan and probably one of the most uh, famous uh, opera houses in, um, in the world. And uh, this is just a beautiful place to go to. So if you want to have a great night, if you like opera or like the ballet, you can go there and it's, it's really great. Like you can have a really uh, good night just listening to music or if you like ballet, you can have like four hours of ballet as well. And <laughs> Uh, this place is is magical and there were so many great artists that walked through that doors like I would just say for example Luciano Pavarotti mm. that I'm sure everybody the most famous about. one yeah yeah exactly um, and also inside there's a, a collection of uh, paintings costumes and all, all other sorts of documents from La Scala so you can actually go through the story and see everybody who um, danced or sang there so you can actually have you know like um, a swim let's say in the past and, wow. and learn a little bit of history not just the Italian history but I would say in general that sounds absolutely amazing. So, like, I'm going to definitely put all of these five super top hints and recommendations now on my personal bucket list yeah. and when I come like, back and visit you again. <laughs> yeah, and if I can give, like, a piece of advice, if you are in Milan, just go and have a drink then on the Navigli. You know, after you had all this amazing weekend about art and, you know, um, discovering the city, you can just have a nice drink and what we call aperitivo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tell us about aperitivo. I mean, that's yeah. something very Italian. I got to experience it last summer as well. And I think it's the best thing ever. Yeah, it, it's funny because um, I think not many people know how we do it in Milan, like how we do it in Italy in general, because uh, everywhere in the world, aperitif is just a little, like it, it's kind of a little snack with a drink, whereas in Italy is basically a full dinner with a lot of drinks. So you have yeah. a drink, you pay for the drink, and then you can eat as much as you want. There's an um, open, let's say, open bar where you can buy and you can eat as much as you want. So you just pay the drink and then the rest is, let's say, free. So you can have lasagna and then you can have a little bit of uh, mashed potato or salad or like pasta or rice all at once. And you can have everything on one plate. And then you just enjoy a cold beer or like a spritz. That's what a we spritz. have. Yeah, yeah, the spritz. You definitely spritz. have to tell us about the spritz. I can't, I can't pronounce it the way you do. I'm so sorry about this. But uh, the spritz, like uh, that's something that actually was so exciting for me as well because I, I never knew that it's a thing that you just like get so much food when you just order an aperol. So yeah. you definitely have to tell us more about this. Yeah, so basically a spritz is made with aperol spritz and then just uh, a little bit of um, spumante, which is white wine, and a little bit of water, let's say. And that's it. And you have this cold with anything else. Like you can have it, usually we would have it, you know, around six or seven for aperitif. We wouldn't really have dinner with this, but you can do it if you like it. And it's really easy to drink. So you would eat it on the beach or like chilling during the evening. 
And I'm sure when you went to uh, Cinque Terre, you had it because that's typical for Milan. But I think now is is starting to be famous everywhere because people like it. It's easy to drink and it's fun, and you can have it yeah. as many as you want. So. Yeah, I loved it absolutely in Cinque Terre. Like we had it like, I wouldn't say every day, but most days anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just like in between and also just the sun, the drink and the color of the drink. And then there's like, so cheese and it's just like a really nice snack, but it's kind of filling as well. It depends where you go, like how, how big they make it. But sometimes you just get like, it's a big lunch actually. And you end up paying like not much at all. And yeah, yeah I I just had like the most Italian feeling just having the spritz. <laughs> and I remember, so. <laughs> I remember when we went to uh, the Thermobath that oh, uh, yeah, I the brought it was yeah. like in uh, near Bergamo, near the mountains. So. Oh, that was so beautiful, the region. Yeah, and we spent the whole day and I was like, yeah, we can have something to eat. And there was this huge buffet where you could have <gasps> oh, like, anything God, you yeah. wanted. And you were amazed. I was like, yeah, that, for us, that's, that's <laughs> you're, Yeah, <laughs> you were like, oh, yeah, that's done or that's normal. And I was like so blown away. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this, but the term of bath was also nice. And uh, the mountains, like the Italian mountains that's definitely something i have to explore more and one more or two more of the term of bath yeah when like when everything passes and the pandemic yeah when the life comes back to normal we can go skiing and then have aperol and then have anything you want basically it's so it's a date it's definitely a date <laughs> i agree 100% <laughs> I <laughs> uh, can't wait to start traveling again. So I know you're the same. I definitely want you to come here to Germany again as well. Uh, I might be able to show you some more stuff here too. Yeah. Absolutely. I still have to to, to come to, to Berlin. So. Oh yeah, definitely. We, we have to do Berlin together again. Yeah. And uh, like Kiara, she already visited me obviously in Germany as well, but like that was in, in winter time. So it was kind of dark and dull. And I think it was kind of a bank holiday. So there wasn't that much we were able to, like we always have fun anyways, but there's definitely um, more to see and uh, experience in Germany. So I'm looking forward just to have more travel experiences with you. And also fun fact, um, the two of us met in Dublin, where we both lived and worked together, and we just fell in love quite immediately. Yeah, so. we were saying that just before the podcast, we were like, oh, do you remember the first time we actually spent the, the day together? Because we were working together, but we were not friends, we were just colleagues. And then at some point, we were like, oh, let's just have a pizza and, and a drink <laughs> and then from that moment onwards we basically start doing everything together we were good everything yeah good drinking and having dinner together so we have been friends ever since it's been I don't know a few years now yeah and I, I really love that we never lost touch although we don't really like our paths don't really cross that much anymore but it's just, I feel like we made such great experiences together that we will never forget. They're still so vivid in our minds that it's impossible for us never to lose sight of each other. Like, we, we definitely are in there for the long run. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> no matter where we're going to be, 
because we might be anywhere. We might. We might. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to still have fun and we're going to celebrate. Like last year, we decided to spend uh, the holiday together. So we met halfway, more or less. So we spent yeah. like a great week in um, Amsterdam. And it was fun. Yeah, definitely. Amsterdam is going to go on a blog as well. And I might ha get an interview of someone <laughs> there. <laughs> so <laughs> on to the next journey. So let's wrap this up. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was amazing. I always loved, loved talking to you. And those are like really, really great tips to travel and to experience things in Milan. Thank you, Karina, for inviting me. It was uh, so much fun. And if you ever come to Milan and you want a guide, you can call me. We all will, all the followers. Don't worry about it. Your phone is going to blow up. Thanks so much. Have a great evening. Talk to you soon, guys. And welcome to the podcast. And goodbye. Ciao. Auf Wiedersehen.